All right, Stephen Key here, and I have a very, very, very special guest, a company that's looking for toy inventions from you. So I called Phil. Phil, Phil, what's the name of your company? Uh, Creative Brainworks. And I, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but you said, yes, you want inventors to send you some fantastic toy ideas. Is that correct? That's correct. There's, uh, you know, there's always a lot of great ideas out there, and people just need to send them our way, and we're happy to bring them to life for them. Now, everyone, I warned him that this is probably not going to be a great idea, but he's going to put down his. We'll we'll give his contact information down below so you can reach out to him. But let's make sure you're sending him good ideas. We'll talk about what that is in just a minute. So, Phil. Um, You've got a great new company. It's pretty exciting stuff. I think it's your, um, what's your tagline? Social, what is it? Social? Social nonstop on the go gaming. Social nonstop on the go gaming. So what is that? Tell me what, the, what does that all mean? So it's a game where you think about you're hanging out with your friends and you can pull something out, have some fun and uh, have a little competition amongst each other. So have some laughs, have something that you can go out there, pull people together, and really uh, in, enjoy life outside of uh, looking at your phone all day. Or, if, you know, if it's for kids, right. you know, you think about they have their face into that YouTube channel all the time. It's, it pulls them out, draws everyone in the, to play a game, okay. and challenge them in, in a fun way. Okay, let's talk about your company because you're you're a fairly new company, but you have a lot of experience in retail. So let's talk about your past and um, about your company. And yeah, let's start there. Okay, so I have nearly uh, 20 years in the in the retail business. So I was a uh, executive with Kmart and Sears and uh, ran the toy business there for a number of time, and then I was a senior executive over at uh, Toys R Us for a period of time as well. Um, I took that experience and I started, uh, after I left the corporate world, I, I looked for ways to bring people's ideas to life. And so I, you know, I took some time off and I came across some people that had these ideas and I said, you know, I can help them. And how I can help them was, you know, I, I have an understanding of uh, how to get things produced in, in China. Okay. Um, you know, with factories, I have designers that I work with to help tweak ideas because people have ideas. Um, and I've found it needs to be tweaked just, you know, a little bit here or there to help them bring it to life, to bring it to retail because, um, it, that helps with production. It helps with people's understanding how to, um, play the game or utilize the toy or whatever, whatever their concept is. And so I started dabbling with that for a period of time. And then I came across uh, Anthony, my business partner now, that had an idea with um, this game. It was a toss game at the time, and he had a hand sample of it. And it's a great story. It's on our website of, of how he came up with the idea and how we actually met. And uh, from working with him on that, we saw we had something really special here. Okay. And so then we decided to partner together. <clears throat> And we launched um, our first game, Beanbag Buckets, um, and we were national distribution right out of the gate. And, and a lot of it had to do with one, um, the, the item was unique, the item was familiar, but it also it had a great story behind it. So those three facets really help an item 
uh, resonate with buyers, resonate with consumers. And then also I had an understanding of how to bring it together. And so by bringing it together, I, you know, from tweaking it with a designer to finding the right factories, because even if, even though you have an idea of what factories to go with, it still takes you two, three, four, five, six different factories to really figure out the right factory for a particular item. Okay. Um, and then we decided to launch a Kickstarter on it, which that's a whole other story and, and, a, and a great win there. And from there, we were national distribution in Toys R Us, and then there's the storyline. And then the next year, we launched a second item, and then we're continuing launching more and more items. And then uh, at Toy Fair, um, that's where we actually first met, and you came through with some video content, and I kind of I spoke to, I think, a few of your inventors. So, InventRight, his name is Philip Elliott, one of the founders of Creative Brainworks. We're looking for your ideas to help bring him to life, and make your dreams come true by seeing your products on the shelf, online, seeing people enjoy them. Because once you see your product being enjoyed by someone else, there's nothing better than that. And we're here to see what we can do to help you out. And that's where we met um, Corey. And Corey helped us bring, uh, he had some great ideas that we saw could resonate with not only our story and our brand, and our brand is B3, nonstop on-the-go gaming, where we can play anywhere at any time. Um, so we saw there was a great fit between his ideas, his concepts, and his passions for um, creativity. And so we um, started working with him on um, one of the items that we spoke about earlier was finger rockets. and. And we, we actually brought that to life. We're launching it um, right now on Amazon. And we have uh, more items in the pipeline from Corey. And Anthony Mai's motto is, for people that have their ideas and concepts, if it, if, if it hits the right, those right criteria that we talked about, we are going to not only champion them and champion their idea and we're going to bring it to life and and they're going to be recognized for it well corey corey's one of our students at invent right and he gave me he he sent me a little note and he showed me his product and i saw it i thought this is really simple clever everybody gets it and i asked him i said corey congratulations and he said well thank you and i said uh you know the toy industry is really tough he goes you know I don't know about that. I kind of like it. And I've got another idea that's coming out that's even better. So he's, you've got him really pumped up over, you know, he's excited about it. So I cannot thank you enough. But let's talk about, because we have a lot of people that are watching this video and they love to submit ideas to you. What is the correct way to do this? Do you, do you need a sketch and a napkin? You need a prototype? You need a video? What do you need for, for you to evaluate an idea? Well, there's three things that I would say would be very helpful. One is some sort of visual of the item. It could be a sketch, could be a drawing, it could be an actual hand sample, but something to say this is what they envision the item to look like. Um, the next thing is the story behind it. You know, how did they come up with the idea? Uh, what triggered their thoughts and concepts? You know, there's a lot of different inventors that, um, actually, I'm going to, diverse digress a little bit but when i when i was on retail side some of the best ideas 
came from people that were experts in the category. And what I mean by that is to give you an idea, if you look at some of the, the baby inventions, who came up with those ideas? Mothers, right? Just like Anthony's concept with beanbag buckets. How did he come up with it? He was on the beach with his kids and he was looking for a way to entertain his kids. And that's how that started. So for inventors, how, how and why do they come up with their item? Because again, it goes back to stories. People love stories. People love helping people that have great ideas and stories. So that resonates to the product and the concept. And then also the category. Um, category is very important. Um, give you an idea, board game category. Board game category is a very challenging market. And we, you know, you know that there's some very key leaders in that, like Hasbro, Spin Master, and so on. So it's very tough to get on that wall and break through in that market. So it's understanding how, how are you going to be able to not only bring the item to life, but how are you going to get people to want to buy it and communicate it properly so it doesn't fall into the noise and then it's just a loss because there are so many very good concepts that do get lost if they don't have the right momentum. But tell me about this. So you got a certain category. It sounds like it's social, fun, maybe outdoors, maybe indoors, but it sounds like you're bringing um, people together to have fun. If if I have a, a a doll, is that a good fit for you? If I have a the new talking doll, is that a good fit for your company or not? What I would say is it's not our um, primary category, but I can still help someone. I can guide them in the right direction. Okay. I can help evaluate it and, and see where to go. The the talking doll category is a tough another tough category in that. Um, one item vendors is very challenging. One item vendors are an I, one concept that a, a, a person has that might be brought into their company or within our company, and you don't have any other footprint on that counter. So that's where it's tough. How, how you, you and I both know in the toy industry, it's tough to break through in certain counters on, on the marketplace. But that doesn't mean you can't go into specialty. Okay. You know, you can't, right? So there's a lot of other avenues, especially in today's world with social media. If you have the right item and the right concept, it can be brought to life and it can be communicated in a way that it's never been able to be done before. So via social media, via um, potentially a Kickstarter and how to guide through those waters. Um, so there's many more opportunities for, for an item, but there are certain areas and categories that is much more challenging to bring something to market than so certain other categories. It sounds to me that you're very flexible. Is it because of your size, Phil, that you're flexible, that you're you're willing to look outside maybe your category that you're successful today in? You're looking for, you'll look at everything. Is that true or not? You know, I would say it, it goes back to um, what my father once said to me when I was younger. And he said, if you go into something with a no answer, you're going to close too many doors and uh, many possibilities, to be quite frank. Oh. And I, I led that way all through my life in my retail world and so on. You look for ways and you look for people and ideas that are different and unique. And that's why you know, I'll give you an example. My first time as a buyer, I went to Hong Kong. I had more meetings with more factories than I think any buyer ever had. I was saturated with meetings from seven o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night. And my, my display room was full of displays and boxes of items and so on. 
And at the time, my DMM said, what are you doing? Why are you meeting with all these vendors? And I said, because there might be something out there that I've never seen before, or I might get a better price. Okay. So all these inventors and ideas, they're probably, it's so challenging. And they'll, they'll walk through the toy show and the big companies will push them off to the side saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd rather look at it and give them my honest and candid feedback. Okay. Spend the time and say, look, I think this is an item that could be something. Or you know what? It could be, but it might be outside of our scope. Go here. Or this could be a home run. Let's try it. Okay. So I've got this great idea. Maybe I build a prototype. How important is to show a video how it works? Is that important to you? Um, I would say it's not important, but it always adds value. Right. Okay. So it's not necessary to see through um, what it could become because it goes back to, again, what category is in, what type is it? Is it a game? If it's a game, I don't need a video or, you know, what technology does it bring? And so I would say, again, it, it adds value, but it's not necessary. Okay. What about intellectual property? Do I have to have a patent, Phil? Everybody says I'm watching Shark Tank. It's Friday night. To telling me I need a patent on everything. Is that true or not? No, it's not true. Right. It's not true. Uh, what I would say is, depending depending on the, the IP, it might be worthwhile to get a provisional. And that what a provisional patent is, you, you probably explain that to your, your, um, your group. But more or less it is, it protects you for a year. So it puts you first in line. You know, it might cost you 500 to a couple thousand dollars, depending on, you know, how you approach it, your attorney or yourself. Right. And then if you see that it becomes something special, well, then you can, you know, pursue it and go after it and say, you know what, this this right. um, this item is going to be or I have these suppliers on board and I see that it's going to be a win. It's worth spending ten to twenty thousand dollars on a patent. OK, so let's talk about um, I'm an inventor. I'm going to a toy show and I and I have prototypes and I'm, I'm, I want to meet with you. Okay, do you have time to, to meet with me at a toy show at all? Is that too busy for you? You know, I do have time, and what I would say is, it's better to reach out to me to say, "Look, I'm going to be at the New York Toy Show. Okay. Do you have 15 minutes? Do you have 20 minutes? And if you come by and I, we haven't set up a meeting, I'll say come back on Monday or come back on Tuesday at this time, and I'll find time to meet with you. So I've, I've had people come by and okay. just impromptu, uh, and I'm the doors open, and if I have time, I'll meet with you then. If not, but I would say it's walking the show in today's world. Keep that idea you have under wraps. Only share it with people that you're confident aren't going to mimic the item because it happens so much. So wait a minute, Phil. You're telling me if I'm an inventor, should I get a booth and show all my ideas to the public so everybody can walk by and see all my ideas? Is that a good <laughs> idea or not? That's a very bad idea. That That is something that I would not do for sure because – you know, we, we have people that copy our items after they see some level of success. I had one with our Blitz game that we added Pong balls to it. This guy found a way around our patents. And, you know, now he has a, a cheap knockoff version that he added Pong balls and beanbags to his item. It, and it's it's a piece of um, junk, to be candid. And it's just... okay the lack of innovation and ideas from some of these toy companies, they'll do everything they can to one-up you and quickly get it done. All right. Okay, I've got one last question. 
I reach out to you. Um, is there an email? We'll put it down below. Is there probably an email to get to you? Is that the best way? That is the best way, yeah. Okay. So I send you an email. I'm really excited, Phil. I'm so excited about this that I send it off to you, and I don't hear anything back from you for 24 hours, and I'm flipping out. <laughs> so, <laughs> should I wait another 24 hours, or should I say, wow, this is going to take a little bit of time? How patient should I be? Well, what I would say is, is time is relevant. And relative, I mean. So what I mean by time is relative. When we, as a person, I'll speak, and, and we have something that we want to showcase and we're all excited about, our timetable is different than the person we're sending that to because if you think about all the ideas and concepts they have. So when I receive something, you know, I would say give me, give me the week to respond to you right. because, you know, I could be traveling, I could be um, in line review meetings, you don't know where I might be. And so I want to give, I want, you know, I want to give one, your product, a thoughtful process into my mind. And then two, give you a nice response back. So what I would say is give me a week. You are so kind. I'm just blown away. Phil, thank you very much. Um, I love your company. I love your attitude. Um, you're truly a hero to inventors. They're going to absolutely love what you're all about. Everyone, we're going to put a lot of products up on the up on this video watch. And also, I want to tell everybody, Christmas is coming up, right? You have to support fellow inventors, great companies that embrace that. So if you know anybody that would love some of these products that your company is producing, buy them. There's your plug. I'm plugging for you. Awesome. We, we, Steven, all, I appreciate that. we always got to help each other. Phil, thank That's you very exactly. much for coming on. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen.